The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're at it. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, apparently, Megan Olivia is standing us up. No, I'm kidding. She's having a. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Megan! In, in that in that case, then Megan, I'll leave me alone. Ah, I just nah, Jimmy, Jimmy, no, too soon, too too. Soon. No, there's no time where that would have been like Jimmy. Oh, that was a good one. Mm. Want me to say it again and see if it I do. Up? I didn't. I, I didn't catch it. What exactly? No, 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 no. Megan Olivia is great. We we love Megan. <laughs> Oh, sorry, my camera turned You deal with comedians for 20 years, and then you got this stooge. I'm just a stooge, Jimmy. That's all right. So am I. Um, So Megan's having some – her and Joe are having Wi-Fi issues. So we love Megan, so she'll do the best she can to get in. But, you know, we understand this stuff happens. So Listen, man, in the meantime, we got fights to talk about. Yes, we do. Jimmy, first, I want to start off with some – can we start off with some fun? Can we? Sure. Oh, good. Now, look, this is what we're going to do. I told, I told uh, our favorite ginger, uh, Jake. Oh, okay. I, I told. Well, he's he's my favorite. Oh, he's, he's not. Oh, in my, no, I'm. I, I prefer Louis. I prefer Bill Burr. I have a lot oh. of. I like Jake very much, but there's a couple of gingers that I have a loyalty to more. Carol Colombo is kind of a gym ginger. She's my striking coach at the school. Sure, somewhere. Prince Harry. I prefer Prince Harry. Yeah, Jake. Jake, you're in the top fifteen. But there anyway, anyway. The point is, I sent to our good friend, Jake the Ginger, I sent him the, uh, I told him to look this up. Now, I was at a jiu-jitsu tournament over the weekend. Yes. And I'm not sure if it's the same one. I, my, I think it was the New York Open. I get them confused. Sure. But, you know, I, some of my black belts, uh, uh, Zach Fala, uh, Fala uh, Johnny C, Jedi Johnny, Johnny B. We had, dude, we had, we had guys competing. Mike Connors has a superhero's name. So we had my guys competing. It's a fun time. I went with my, brought my, my oldest, Angelina, and my wife, right? So, you know, there's always people yelling things on the sidelines. Always. But not, but listen, lately, the ones I've been at, it hasn't been bad. Right. Um, Are they yelling for the fighters? Yes. Things like, best your opponent. Now, yes, Best Jim. him. Now, now, you must listen to this. I'm pretty, it, it, it definitely looked like it was the one that I was at, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There was, there was one in Long Island. And I think there was other ones all over the place. Okay. So it was an IBJJF tournament. There's a guy, sometimes the girlfriends try to help. You know what I mean? So, Jimmy, I don't think, even the clip says that Natalie didn't deserve, deserve this. Why don't we, hey, Jake, roll the clip. Now, this guy's training, and he's getting advice from his girlfriend. Now, let's let's play this. Listen to this. This is going to hold it. Shut up, Natalie! This is gonna hold there. Shut up, Natalie! He's just gonna hold you there. Shut up, Natalie. It really is a great. Now, now listen, Natalie. I'm not gonna tell you what to do with your relationship, but I don't think that. Was <laughs> Shut that up, way. Natalie. That, poor Natalie. I mean, no, you know, Natalie probably na- nags him all day about stuff. That, that, your dishes are just gonna sit there 
I, I, I think that might have been deeper than than him just mad at her for yelling advice. You know why? Because it, here's, what, here's what's going to happen. It was the same as I had happened this weekend. Mm. I was working on something on YouTube, and I tried to hide the channel just so I could work on it, and then the channel disappeared. Like, I, it, it deleted, but I didn't delete it. So I was so angry, and she comes in and she goes, like, well, what did you do? And I told her I followed the tutorial. I didn't delete it. And then it's gone. And she goes, well, it's gone. Why did you delete it? Like I meant to, why did you delete it? That's what that's like. And so if I was doing jujitsu and she was telling me something, I would say, shut up. Yeah. yeah I'll be so irritated about other things. Shut well, up, Natalie. I hope you, I hope you just chose to deescalate that. Is what I hope. When that happened, I was livid, Matt. I was livid. I don't like you when you're an angry bird. I was so I fucking angry. I'm still angry at YouTube for just I, the channel disappeared. You know who else was, I think, angry? I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see the post fight, if he had a post fight thing. I heard Dana left in the fifth round or fourth round of the Corey Sanhagen fight versus Rob. Fight. I'm sure it was not an exciting fight at all. Um, and I know that Dominic Cruz was talking to Michael Bisping about it. And look, Dominic is saying basically on this level, you take what a fighter gives you. Your job is to win the fight. I understand all that. And that's all, that's the truth. But still, it was a, you know, there was less significant strikes thrown apparently than in the Rose Carla fight. Um, and look, Rob Font has to get out of that. It's not, it's not Corey Sanhagen's uh, uh, responsibility to fight a comfortable fight for Rob Font. And on that level, you're going to have guys like that because if it's not going to be Sanhagen doing it, it's going to be Aljamain doing it. It's going to be fucking Marab doing it. These guys can all take you down and hold you down. And your job is to get to the cage and get back up. Much easier said than done. So Sanhagen is just doing what he's doing, yeah, but, but he wasn't inflicting a lot of damage either on the floor. Can I, can I just say, yeah, but now we got to give the guy a fucking break. And now this is the reason. A fully, now this is on his, his Instagram and this doesn't look like a guy to fucking bullshit. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying. Fully torn tricep in round one. Wow. Wasn't able to punch or elbow with that arm without pain and it feeling like shit. Did what I had to do with that. With that okay. To do. I, but I did what I had to do to win that fight that night. Yeah, okay. Surgery this week. Back soon. Peace. Love you. Even more uh, impressive uh, then with an injury. As we say that, I'm, I'm loving the uh, post. I'm giving it a heart. Yep, I would too. That, that, I didn't know that. I read that right before the fight. Um, but, you know, people like Rob Font, I love Rob Font, but you you also, you, it's, it's easy just to blame Corey Sanhagen, but the reality is the other guy has to be able to get up. Rob Font has to be able to get up, and he, he kept trying to, uh, to get sweeps, and he wasn't getting them. So, it's, again, easier said than done, but it's not Corey's uh, uh, job to fight a fucking comfortable fight for Rob. Well, just like you say, Jimmy, it takes two to tango. I've said that many times, Matt, especially while dancing. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's something sour. Like this. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's a bad one. Jimmy, lately, when you try your new material, have you ever, um, did some stuff not work out lately or no? Oh, yeah. Tell me. I mean, every time I'm on stage, there's something that doesn't go as well. And I do my Wednesday shows at the Fat Black Pussycat. Um, I have like new jokes I want to try. Um, but I, I, I try a lot of new stuff and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It, it is what it is. I'm okay either way. Does it give you a little tingle in your belly? A little tingle in your nuts when you're trying something new? A little, ooh, I'm going to try this one today. Ooh, I'm going to do the waiter joke. The waiter. No, I love the new jokes. I love doing them. I feel great doing them. Um, and it depends like if it doesn't work because the joke sucks, I'm like, oh yeah. And I'll tell the audience that sucked. You're right. Not to laugh at that. There was a shit joke. Um, or if it's a good joke and they don't laugh, I'll be like, nah, fuck them. I'm going to do that again. Or maybe I deliver it wrong. You know, it, it depends on why I feel it didn't work. Interesting. Yeah. That's there's I, many reasons it might not work. Now I've been on your terrace, 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 <clears throat> terrace. Yes, sir. Is that where you write? Do you write? What do you do? You write no, I should do more writing. I usually just work it out on stage. I'll go on stage with some thoughts um, and I'll be like, yeah, I want to try this tonight. And I'll just kind of see what direction it goes in. That's how I work on material. I, I feel more comfortable doing it that way. Um, 
interesting. Yeah. yeah all right. You know, all right. Hey, listen, I always find that stand up comedy stuff fascinating. I'm on Kill Tony tonight, by the way, on the uh, Tony Hinchcliffe show. It's just me. Last time it was me, Burton Whitney. This time it's just me. So if you're a fan of that show, um, tune in tonight at nine on YouTube, I think. Nine. Did you have the line of the night like you did last time when you. Oh, Dave Lucas. Yeah, I, I did have a, a good line. It was a great line. Something with Lizzo and Halloween or something. I, I forgot what it was, but it was great. I think I said you look like. I think I told me you look like Liz. Uh, Lizzo dressed like Shug Knight for Halloween. I think that was what I said to him. Yeah, she, I believe it was, but it killed. It killed. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks. And now, did and did you? Were you happy with your appearance? Yes, very. Sure. And now, how do I watch that? That that on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Kill Tony on YouTube. Yeah, it's and there was fun. a lot of. Uh, it was very fun. It was really a fun show. Yeah. It's fun. Hey, um, while I got you. Sure. Do you want to talk about a couple of fights over the weekend? Absolutely. Let's talk about San Hagen Font. Now, you know, I read right before the show today that he was uh, injured. So it really is amazing he pulled that off. And that, that you know, again, to, uh, Rob, a guy like Rob was such a good fighter and a dynamic striker. But to, to be a champion, like, you have to be able to beat guys like, like San Hagen. You have to be able to navigate that um, to win a fight. You look at the trouble Pajeda had with... Uh, with Jan, look at the problem Izzy had with Jan. Um, you know, a guy who can who can grapple, I always give the advantage to because they're going to get on you at least once. Um, and the ground control time was just insane. It was eight minutes at one point. I think it was by the second or third round. Did you say Pereira had with Jan? Uh, yeah, there was. he had a hard time getting up. He did eventually get up, but, I mean, he had a hard time. Jan uh, uh, definitely uh, didn't hold him down like he did Izzy, but he had a, you know, he had a harder time getting up than uh, he would have liked, I'm sure. Well, that was, but it was a wacky altitude. I wonder why That's they, true. Yeah, you're right. It was I in uh, Colorado. Fights in these high altitude places. Like, What's that? Uh, I wonder why they booked these fights in these high... Because usually the fights suffer because... That's God, right. What kind of shape they're in, the altitude can really screw Unless you. it's Sanhagen who trains there. That Well, there you go. That is true. Um... You know who I want on the show, who I'm super impressed with? Suarez. Yes, you do know. You know exactly. I, I'm, I just thought of you the second I saw that. It was a great fight. And Now, Jessica Andrade is not an easy girl just to take down and, like, beat up. But, man, her wrestling is, like, it, it, it would just, she just gets a hold of a leg. You know it's not coming back. It was, right. And she chains it together. It was really nice. Uh, it was really, it, I thought it was really put together really smoothly. Yeah. And she's unbeaten. She's unbeaten. She was out with an injury for a while, right? What's she's 9-0, and man, or 10-0? and Let me see here. She's 10-0. She's 10-0 oh. now, yes. But uh, I don't know. I'm super impressed with her. Like, she's she's just, and she's looking good standing up. I think, I believe she was out striking. Andrade, because people get worried about her ground game. Sure, sure. I don't give a shit about the strikes, but now she knows how to strike. Damn. I can't wait to see what's next for her. And she said now, I believe she's at the correct weight class. You know what I mean? Yeah, what, uh, yes. Fighting at what? what uh, 125? Uh, no, 115. Oh, 115. Okay. I'm, I'm really getting blind. Like I literally can't even see the screen. Yeah. Didn't Andrade go up recently to fight? Am I crazy to think she went up to 125? I don't think you're crazy. Some say I'm crazy, but huh. it's true. Yeah, Jimmy. So I taught the 7 a.m. today, and then I just got one of those. My buddy, John Perez, I, I was recently at his house, Watch, Jimmy, okay. and he had a barbecue. And, you know, I brought my kids over there in the pool. So I'm like, oh, I'll sit on this nice little cozy reclining thing. It was one of those zero gravity chairs. Did I Ooh. tell you? It's no. So kidding. You sit in this thing, it always feels like you're on a, you sit back like on a spaceship. See, like, like, like that it. thing. Remember Flash Gordon, that thing that had his eyeball pop out? What was that guy's name again? Oh, uh, Ted. <laughs> you always say the stupidest names. No, it was something cool. But anyway, oh, fun. take me when we get to, you know, the, then he says the planet and he goes back in his little pod. Like, anyway, it's, it reminds me of that. I forgot his name. All right. That was a horrible analogy. But my point is this. 
you sit in it and you just like lean back, lean forward so easy. And so think about a recliner. This ain't a great story, Jimmy. Let's get. Back I would to say it, it's I, it, this I, isn't I, Matt. I I would say that if, if 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 I was to die tomorrow and St. Peter said, "Give me the top three worst stories you've ever heard," that would be in. Oh no! no. The story was oh. I was sat in this this zero gravity. It's not the story doesn't get better. I should stop. Because it can't get worse. We went to a barbecue. It's all the making. We're having fun at the barbecue. What happened? This chair. Oh, you like my no, aunt. No. Oh, no, so, no, you son of a bitch. Jimmy, yes. the ch- I sat back in the chair and I fell asleep. You did fall asleep. All right. Well, that's no, how long did you sleep for? Ball. Fast forward, long story, pretty long. I can't make it short at this point. My wife got me some, one for a couple for the house, one for the school. Ah. So I take a nap on those things. What are they I'm called? Sorry, I, listen, you know what? I'm, I'm going to send you a picture. Actually, send me one because I'm, I, I'm so me, uncomfortable all the time. Me, can I send you a picture right now? Yeah. And I want you to hold it up to the screen because I want everybody to see it. Okay. This is me. In my, this is me. It, there might be a pizza box in the background, but this is my wife took this the other day when I went to take a nap there. This is, <laughs> you're gonna like this picture. You're gonna look at me. I hope you don't look at me differently. You Why? know, I like to nap, Jimmy. You know, I like what's that? No, I know you've stopped being silly. I know you're about to do something sick. Stop it. This is me napping. This is what happens on a slow news day. <laughs> All right, it's fine. Tell me when you slow send news. it. Ready. Yep. No, stop it because I know you're going to do a dick pic or something. Don't be No, weird. no, no. Man, I can't. There's I'm people watching this. My dick no, in the this fucking. Is, this is me in my. Oh, that don't I look comfortable? That you can make it bigger. Make it big. That's my. And that's the zero gravity. <laughs> Jim, Jimmy is showing me an ugly a picture of him dressed up. And what in, in being chip, I believe. <laughs> Hold on, let me see here. Now look at my picture. Tell me that doesn't look cozy. Oh and god, your shirt! You look like you're going in for surgery. You got no shirt. Uh, it does look comfy. It does look comfy. But man, I couldn't uh, sleep on my back like that because I have sleep apnea. I would die in that chair. It's comfortable, Jimmy. I envy guys who can sleep. Is that it? where is that? Is it your at your uh, school? It's in my school. That's yeah, your buddy. You like that guy? Is that your buddy? Yeah. Uh, you like got to your age a little bit. Listen to me. Yes, sir. I'm going to be 50 next year. Do I seem like your average 50-year-old? No. No? no. no. Why? Because I'm, I'm cool? I'm hip? No. Just, I, I go and say that. No. I'm, I'm very like, um, I got like the, the, um, the spirit of a, I, I got the spirit of a young man. That's not what I was thinking. What we, what, what, <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. Very childish. I was just saying that that's a good thing. We try. You you hurt my feelings, right? We got Megan O'Leary coming in. Yeah. Oh, and she's. They're going to try. She's yeah, having her and Joe having Wi-Fi issues. That it like you're like you're like you're talking down to me. Like you're very childish. That's okay. I am too. I'm very. I'm very childish. Um. We should also congratulate. Very impressive, Dustin Jacoby over Kennedy and Zuchikwu. I mean, what a great. Uh, stoppage that was 122 yeah, yeah. left in the uh, at the uh, into the uh, first round. I mean, that was a Kennedy is a very strong guy and a really good fighter, so that was very impressive. Diego Lopez, first round sub over Gavin Tucker, and then Tana Boza got the decision over Alexa Kammer. Uh, oh, and the first fight was uh, Bahamandas uh, lost to uh, Ludovic Klein. Ludovic Klein, hey, very you. good night of fights, though. A lot of decisions. Um, I think there was only one stoppage, and that was already Osborne. Uh, oh, by uh, the way, uh, Col- yes. Harris versus Jeremy. Bring- Let's talk to Megan about bring it. Bring Megan in here, yeah, of course. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I want to see what's up with Megan. Podcasts, movies, TV shows. Do you know I saw Megan? What? I saw Megan in... Vegas. She was working like so. She was doing something when I was there for uh, for our for our interview, and I don't even know if Megan and I have met in person. Like I know we've talked a lot. I'm not sure. Has she ever been in studio when we were in studio or no? I no. Oh, I hear you. There you are. So I'm I'm thinking, Megan, have I ever met you in person or is it only on Zoom? I think only on Zoom, and I feel really bad that I didn't see you, whatever I was doing, and I didn't have the opportunity to come say hello. No, that was okay. You were in the middle of something. But it's funny, like, uh, you know, Kevin Holland, I finally met at a fight. This uh, Jamal Hill, like so many guys I've talked to multiple times, and then you meet them in person, and it's just bizarre. Oh, so you're only on the phone today. (laughs) We don't have you on Zoom. Yeah, this is, like, unbelievable, but I actually sent screenshots to the producers, so no one was was thinking I was just making this up. I have no internet today um, at my house until like 2 p.m. for some reason. There's a crazy Las Vegas outage. No one would accuse you of making that up. That Whoever would <laughs> accuse, what kind of a creep producer would say, I think she's lying about the internet thing. <laughs> I know, I felt terrible. I kept like updating it and it just, the time for it to be fixed kept getting longer. But I'm here on the phone and I'm so glad to be with you guys. Good. Yeah, were, were you there this weekend? Were you there on Saturday? I was not. I was at the Taylor Swift Eras concert at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, but I watched the fights back yesterday. But no, I was I was in full Taylor Swift mode on Saturday night. How was she? She's a Swifty. Absolutely unbelievable. And I like unbelievable over 40 songs. She played for three and a half hours. Wow. With no breaks. Maybe like nine, 90 seconds to two minutes for a couple of costume changes. I mean, the choreography, the sing- everything's live, obviously. She does, like, lots of acoustic stuff. She's playing the piano and the guitar. It, it was insane, by far the greatest show I've ever seen. And wow. she does a lot of good with her tour as well. So I'm just, I'm just a huge Swifty. She gave away, like, $5 million to her crew. She gave, like, 100000 to the trucker. Like, she gave a lot of money away. She's very generous. And I'll yeah. tell you my, my favorite Taylor Swift thing online, if you haven't seen it, and I don't know if she did this when you saw her, the acoustic version of Shake It Off. She didn't do, so she plays two songs every night. They switch that she does acoustic. So for ours, it was um, Death by a Thousand Cuts and You're on Your Own Kid. But I've seen, yes, I've seen the acoustic version of that. I mean, what can't she do, really? <laughs> yeah, she's I awesome. like the I like the one when she goes, it's me, I... I'm the problem. It's me. It's me. I'm the problem. I get a word. How does it go? It's me. What? That's it. No, that's exactly it. No, no, it's me. And then what's the next word? It's me. No, you're right. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. It's Anthony here. Hi, that's right, Jimmy. And I'm, I love saying it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. At tea time, everybody agrees. Right? Yeah, thank you, Megan. This makes it a lot easier that I'm. I I can't see you. Yes, this would be humiliating if Megan was. Oh, I'd be be so embarrassed. Now, Megan, see Megan. Do you only support Taylor's versions of the songs? I mean, I try to. Yeah, I do. I I have all Taylor's versions of the albums that she's remade. Yes. So you're just a huge fan. Like you just, you're not taking kids there. You just love her. Oh, no. And I have to tell you, Joseph is a bigger Swifty than I am. That's like, funny. We love her so much. Um, and Fun. yeah, so it was like, no, we had no kids. There was the two of us just living our, our greatest life ever. There. That's great. <laughs> I bet a lot of you see a, a lot of couples and like just straight up adults there. She, I, she's not exactly like Hannah Mentata and shit. Like she's got good. The song I just sang is a fun song. Jimmy. Sing yeah, us your favorite verse, Jimmy, of your song. Of, 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 uh, What's that? You don't got to be a Swifty to like her music. I know you know uh, her verse. 
Because you're mean. I love mean. That's a what? great Taylor Swift song. Do you like mean? mean? so good. Yeah, she's awesome. I guess I'm not much of a Swifty. I don't even know that one. No, you're not. But I, I'll I, I only you get... after that. Yeah, it's great. It's a really good song about bullying and how much she doesn't like people bullying her and how you survive that. Um, and what did you, did you, did you got a chance to watch it? What did you think of Sanhagen font? Um, you know, knowing that, that uh, Sanhagen was hurt obviously makes a difference, but what does a guy like font have to do to get through the top three or four in the division? I mean, I mean, cause they, they can all pretty much do that. Uh, what Sanhagen did. I, I always feel like on any given night at one thirty-five, any of those guys can be any other guys, but you know, Rob Font, this, obviously they both lost their opponents. So this was sort of a last minute matchup and to be tasked with Corey Sandhagen on a couple of weeks notice is, is no small feat. Um, you know, I think he's got a great team around him and he is a real student of the game. So I do think he's, he'll go back to the drawing board and try to figure things out of, as to where he can really sort of break through and not have those issues with the wrestling dominance and, and things like that. Um, but, and sometimes that, you know, entails, taking some of your teammates, your coaches and going elsewhere for a little while, just to get in other looks and, and other expertise. I'm not really sure what he's going to do, but you know, I, I think the flack, man, it's so hard with our sport because if it's not like this incredible battle for five rounds or three rounds or, you know, some mind blowing finish, there's, there's a lot of hate sometimes directed their way. And, you know, Corey, Corey's doing what he could to win. And Rob obviously was, was doing what he thought he could do to win. And, um, you know, sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not. But both of those guys are historically in incredible fights. Sure. So I think like having a one-off here and there, like it's okay. You know what I mean? It's going to happen. And sometimes that's what happens stylistically. It happens because of injuries and it happens when things are switched up at the very last minute. Yeah. What, what do you – oh, God, Matt, sorry. No, I'm just going to say a lot has to be really said about uh, Corey tearing that tricep. I mean, a lot has to be put on that. Yeah. I mean, that could take some – I mean, I – I didn't tear a tricep, but I tore a, 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 it's hard on the thing. Look at that. I know what it's like to tear something. It feels like you're just like, you have no arm. Like, I don't know how he felt, but it definitely, I'm sure, affected him. He's got a, na- he normally has a nasty ground to pound. He's yeah. got those elbows that are just snapping. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to say it was a little out of character. I, I don't even, I'm not even hating on him. I think he did what he had to do. It's not his bad. If anything, it's Rob's bad for not getting it back up. And uh, like you said, once in a long while, it doesn't happen. I mean, these guys are usually both of them. I, yeah, don't think, sure. I don't remember either one of them in a boring fight, to be honest with you, besides yeah. the other night. You know, it happens. Even I the guys like Derek Lewis, once in a while, that shit happens. Yeah. I think he's actually in surgery today for the yeah. repair. And it's one of those things where it's like he didn't want to pull out, he talked about, because he wanted to make sure there was still this main event that people bought tickets for. And, you know, and, and so he did the best that he could with both showing up and performing. And Matt, like you said, I mean, it's near impossible sometimes with the injuries that these athletes go through and to be able to not just fight, but fight for five rounds and do so in a dominant fashion and still get it done. I mean, so much needs to be said. It, I think he deserves a lot more credit than criticism there. Yeah. I mean, and he, and he really, it was an extremely dominant fight, not exciting, but I mean, I mean, you don't see Rob Font get dominated like that. Um, now, what do you think is the path for Sanhagen? Um, what does he do? Because he's already fought uh, Aljamain, and, and, and Aljo beat him very – it was a very, very uh, dominant win for Aljo. So let's say Sean O'Malley and Aljo fight. Let's say Aljo wins that fight. What is Sanhagen's path to get back to a title shot? Because it's going to be a little harder to sell that fight with him and Aljamain too. Yeah, I think it's an interesting question, but he did ask for Marab when he fought in San Antonio. He did his backstage victory interview with me, and he said, um, you know, uh, I want I, to be the champion. I have to beat the best in the division, and I think Marab is the best, if not one of the best, so I want to face him next. And then obviously Marab had his own injuries to deal with. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the next booking there at 35. Be- Jimmy, I'm just going to say, like, sure. I think that Corey Sanhagen has done enough to wait and see who wins and gets there. You can't just say that just because Aljo and Aljo's my guy, just because Aljo took him down to strangle him, that doesn't mean he could do it again. I mean, I believe he can, but you know, my thing is, you could build this up by saying, "All right, how many fights has he won since then? How many? 
I mean, let's count them. I don't know. Yeah. Jake, the producer, please get to work. Uh, I want to know how many fights he's won. And then there was also some questionable decisions. So, you know, super close fights. So I think you could put a highlight reel of Corey Sanhagen going on a fucking onslaught since then. And I think it's deserving, man. He's taking everybody else out. A three he's five three. and two. I'm sorry, Matt, to interrupt. He's five and uh, two since then. No, no, I'm not saying that Sanhagen is not a great fighter and that's not a great fight. I'm only saying that matchmakers, when it, when you're looking to put together, like Olivera Makachev, they put together, uh, even though that was a decisive win the first time. Sometimes it's harder for these guys to sell a fight just because there was one, it was such a one-sided win. It's like they're going to look at like, well, can can we make this uh, a sellable fight right now as is? I think Marab is a, a smart fight for San Hagen to take just for that reason. Hey man, I like it. Yeah, I think. Good. Yeah, it could be. I mean, thirty-five is so good. Like any of those matchups in the top fifteen, like they're all going to be so good. And I, like I said, I feel like anyone could win on any given day because they're all they're all so talented and the the positions in the rankings, you know, one, two, three, four, five, they're not that far apart. So I just think um, no matter what, I will watch whatever fight they put together at Bantamweight. Yeah. And, and, and Jake is saying, obviously it may stay if, uh, if Aljo even stays at 135, depending on the outcome of the O'Malley fight. But I'm just saying with going with the asterisk, okay, let's say he wins. What does Marab do? Does Mar- Matt, you know him so well. Is he just patient? And he says, whatever, Aljamain wants to do, or has Marab talked about moving to a different weight? Or, I mean, because as good as he is, he's got to want to eventually fight for a title, just not against his friend. Yeah, man, I think Marab is gonna, you know, let Aljo get his victories. When Aljo moves up, he'll do his thing. Yeah, okay. he's no he, dude. He's he'll, in in the meantime, he'll fight everybody else. That's his mentality. You know what I mean? You just never want, and this is any fighter. You never want, and the best example is Frankie Edgar, Brian Ortega. Like it, it can any one of these guys are fighting such good opponents. Anyone, any guy can have an off night, and then you inadvertently put yourself two or three fights back. Um, How about this, know. Jimmy? How about this? And I'm not saying it in a mean way or sure. weird. Weird. The belt compared to his friendship with Aljo, yeah, he wouldn't give a fuck if someone sure. said. How about that? That's yeah, right. I understand. Because he's not going to have the level of success he has without Aljo as a training partner and sparring partner and just teammate. It's just not going to happen. So right. nobody, you know, it's so funny. Nobody's how about nobody giving shit to fucking um, DC and Cain Velasquez back in the day. Why do you think it is? Like, oh, look it, at that. Oh, oh, Jake said this exactly when I said it. Jake was saying it too. Good but it's job. not even giving shit. It's literally just saying what's going to happen next. Like, what do you do from here? Like, what's what's the – how do these guys look at it? Because exactly like I said. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's a young guy still, 32, you know. Marab, things go as planned. Let's see how this fight goes with O'Malley. Yeah. I believe it's going to go well. And let's see his move next, you know. Things have yeah. a way of working themselves out. In the, tool, in, the, in the meantime, things are working out pretty good. You know? If he beats, and if Aljo wins, honestly, he has beaten uh, Pioriyan, he's beaten Sanhagen, he's beaten Cejudo, uh, and then he will have beaten O'Malley. So he will have pretty much cleaned out the top of the division anyway. So he, maybe he does want to move up just because there's new there's new fights. I would like Kimber Spokanowski. I like his chances in that fight. You know? Ooh, Look, yeah. I mean, I like that. I like that a lot. Look, who's getting Cejudo down? So if he's getting Cejudo down, I mean, you know, I'm not saying Volkanovski's easy to get down at all. Right, no. But I mean, no, first of all, Volkanovski's a damn beast. I don't mean any disrespect. You know how much I like him. Yeah. Short, bald, rough. Hey, I like him. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but my thing is, Aljo, stylistically, he's very elusive. And he's and he, the way he, he's very crafty. He gets one back take. I believe he gets the back it's, with his arms. I'm not saying he's a better well, maybe I am a little bit. I'm not sure. But Makachov is a stud grappler. But Styles make fights. He, him on the back with those wiry arms, I believe he's he'll put anybody to sleep. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Yeah, that him against Volkanovsky would be very interesting. And there's got to be, like, again, when you do so well. I mean, you look at even Izzy had to do it uh, against Jan. Like, sometimes when you do so well against the top guys, John Jones in light heavyweight division, you, you start to want these new big fights because there's so many guys – 
10 pounds away uh, at most uh, division that you're like, why don't I just move up? And there's a lot of great fights for him. Um, hey. At uh, Yes. I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. I just want to just kind of get in here a little bit and tell you one thing, because you know my ADD kicks in, I'll forget. Sure. My good friend and teammate, okay, Sarah Longo team, Dennis Bazooka. He stepped up on like literally like three. He had to lose 20 pounds in three days. And no, listen, he, he took the fight. He wanted the fight. We pushed to get him the fight. Because Sean Woodson, his opponent fell out, and Dennis stepped up to take the fight. He came up short. And speaking of short, that dude's a he's a tall gentleman, that Sean Woodson. Dude, he's like, what is he? Six two at what is he? Let me see. He's six two at 146. He's like a he looks like he's all like legs. He's a he's got a wild build, right? Megan, yeah. he's like a like a like a like a praying mantis or some he's shit. He's 6'2". Yeah, he is He is so tall and long, yes. And uh, I, man, credit credit to Dennis for stepping in. He, I know he missed weight by half a pound, but I think he cut something like 30 pounds in three days, right? Yeah, something crazy. And, he, and he, you know, he almost made that weight. But um, I'll tell you, that he had some beautiful takedown. You know, everything in hindsight is 2020 and should have done this, should have done that. I'm just saying, Anybody, and ha- you take away an inch. How about six one? You get some. There's sometimes when you get in on those guys and you're lifting up, they find the floor with their their feet are always there. You get height, it doesn't matter. You're lifting them up. His feet are hardly off the floor because he's so tall. Right. Bazooka was doing some nice things, but I feel, um, like if you want to grab, make it a if you want to grapple, and and maybe you'll have success if you get him down. But if you don't get him down and uh, we had to do a weight cut, now we're using the most exhausting part of MMA, which is wrestling. And th- I'll tell you, there's almost nothing worse than a failed takedown. I mean, that's rough. It, it, that's like your energy bar is here. It's like, bang, bang. It, it, it's rough. So I give Bazooka a ton of, of um, respect for hanging in there and fighting hard throughout. And he had some moments. He got some through. Yeah. But uh, – that Sean Woodson was definitely, he was on point. And let's give him credit also because, you know, as a fighter, I've had fights before where I had one fight where I had like six people. It went to like, I didn't know who the hell I was fighting for like a week before. So I know what that's like. That's very mentally taxing. So he didn't know who he'd have. He got Bazooka and he definitely answered the call. And, uh, you know, credit to both guys. But what I do like is yeah. Bazooka is now in the UFC and we'll get to see him next fight with a full Oh, game. yeah. Sure, oh, full yeah. He can show more of his skills, hopefully, in the next fight. You know? Megan, is there any uh, fights you want to see, too? Could mat- these matchups we're talking about, I-, I love to find out what what do you want to see next? Is there anybody? I mean, I for me, I've been begging for Justin Connor for seven years and nobody's listening. Is there anything <laughs> you really want to see? And that BMF belt, by the way, is my best shot at getting that fight because it's a chance for Connor to main event without a, with a belt. I mean, it's a chance for him to fight for a belt that he can legit fight for as opposed to uh, fighting for, for, you know, another Diaz fight or a Poirier three. I, I'm really glad you brought that up because after I, um, after the Justin Gaethje, Justin Poirier fight, I obviously did an interview with Justin and Connor had just tweeted and I brought it up and, you know, he seemed kind of annoyed by that and I get it, but it's, you know, my job to, to sort of bring of these things up in these, in these interviews. But off camera, you know, um, I think that there was more interest. And then obviously you saw that build in the past couple of days um, where he said, sign the contract. And um, I think that that would be such an interesting lead up and such an interesting fight. I don't know particularly how much the BMS belt matters to Connor, but I think getting back in there, what what will be the motivation? Can you add extras in for a return for Conor McGregor? And I think that particular scenario might be a perfect storm for him to come back. You know, I, I think I go between, you know, will he come back and is he just permanently retired and um, just keeping his name in the conversation? And I don't really know which one it is, but I do think that 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 fight, whether they do it at 55 or even 70, because I do yeah. think Justin's open for either of them. Um, I, I really think that might be the catalyst to see the return. And I would, God, I would love it so much. I think that's, that is such a fun matchup and could be such, such a great buildup. Like we always see Connor with these press conferences. If he has an opponent 
who can kind of handle their own on the microphone or who can be funny or, you know, who can play along with what he's saying. And I think Justin won't shy away from saying things that maybe, um, you know, he wouldn't necessarily say otherwise. So I know he doesn't like Connor and I think he would find a lot of joy in the paycheck and the ability to potentially beat him up. Yes. And, and the idea of, cause you know, the UFC loves to have a, a, something, a belt on the line for a main event. They just do. And even though it's Connor and he could fight without one, it just, it, it just feels a little bit more on brand to have some sort of a belt on the line, even though, again, the one he really wants, I'm sure is, 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 uh, you know, either lightweight or welterweight, but, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they fought at 170. Yes, Matt. Yeah, no, I, I think that would be a, a great one. And I think that there's a lot of venues that would love to host a fight like that too. This is what I want to say. I'm going to say something. Go ahead. Shame. Shame. Shame uh, on both of you. Megan, I can't yell at you. Why shame? Shame on you. Why? Shame. Well, I'll why? tell you why. Tell me why. Our, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Our good friend, Michael Chandler. Love six him. Weeks of his life. He got mushed in the face. Jimmy, how'd you like me? I got you a little bird. I got your face and I just mush it. And you, you, and you have to sit there and bite it because you know you're going to have that, that red panty night. Excuse me. This is Connor. Yeah. Me. You're going to have that payday. <laughs> You know that's coming. And then you listen to your good friend Jimmy and Madden on, and Megan on UFC on Philly talking about Justin for Michael Chandler. Give him the payday. I know. And I love it. Michael. You're right. He deserves but it. What, what is it? Jimmy, what has he done for you lately? Is that what you're no, saying? No, what I'm saying is. Can I finish? Yes. Go ahead. Megan, I'm sorry you have to see this. I had a lot of espresso. That's all right. I'll respond. My thing is this. Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje. Who's more exciting? Dude, flip a coin. They're right. both exciting. Who put... Everybody's got a short memory. Guess what? Next week, somebody else is knocking someone out. And then they're going to think Connor is going to be on the... Oh, shit, all right. Sign up. Just sign it. I don't do it. How long, Matt though, Matt? Deserves this. How long have I been asking? I'm talking as a fan. How long have I been asking Gaethje and McGregor? I, I know, but I but I'm you know I've been asking for that fight. I've been asking for that fight for literally six years. I like that matchup. Um, I don't think Chandler's a great fight for Connor. I I think that not that Gaethje's a good fight for anybody, but I, I was surprised. I told you when when I heard that they were coaching and they might wind up fighting. I was like, that's a tougher fight for Connor. I think. Um, I would just rather as a fan see Gaethje Connor because I've wanted to see that fight for years and never thought there was a shot of it happening. I, I feel go ahead, Megan, chime in, please. Well, I mean, listen, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I would watch obviously either of those matchups, but sure. Justin Gaethje does have a win over Michael Chandler. And I'm just going to say, you know, he got a big paycheck for coaching tough against, Connor, obviously hey, um, his team has done do very well. For, do you know that for a fact that he got a big paycheck for coaching tough? I mean, I mean, I don't hey, listen, know anything hey, for hey, a listen, fact. Hold on. But... I'm looking over a little bit. I don't want to lose it, but you know, I coached fucking tough to Megan. You know what I'm saying? No, hey, so did Joe. Listen, don't worry. Hey, Megan, don't get me wrong. I got a towel out of the deal. I love it. I'm not complaining. <laughs> this guy's not complaining. Guys, make that clear. Sure. You know. He was going to fight Connor. That's a major, major payday. And yeah. I just, I really feel for the guy because he goes, okay, I, I got the big win. I got that fight. Oh, you want me to do the show? Let's do the show. But yet I got this. This is at the end of the line, this payday. Oh, the dude put his hands on me, but that's okay. Cause I'm still going to get him. Now I'm not getting a dude. The fact that he put his hands on him alone is a reason why that should be a signed deal that they're fighting. See, you're thinking as a fighter, yes. and you're right. But if you're, let's say you're you're uh, you're the UFC, and you say, of course, we all love Michael Chandler. He's a huge draw. But what do you think if you're the UFC? What fight do you think makes more sense financially at the moment? Conor Gaethje for the BMF belt because there's something like that on the line. I, I think that makes more financial sense. You know what I think? I think you fulfill your fucking side of the deal. And you said he's fighting. He's, hey, listen, you do this. You're fighting him. And at the end of the show, you're fighting. And all of a sudden, oh, no. Look, yeah. ooh, look at this one. Look at this head turner over here. 
<laughs> I understand. But it's also, we're also speculating that Connor's even going to come back. And 100%. I know I can tell you at the, at the end of the day, the, the goals of all of these athletes, especially in the top 10 at 155 is the belt and whether, um, you know, that depends on waiting for the October result in Abu Dhabi or not. Like, I think it's a nice idea for everyone like, Oh yeah, I would get a huge payday if I fight him. But I think realistically, um, that, well, number one, their hearts are all with becoming a world champion, but I think realistically their eyes are probably more, um, set on what's going to happen in October and do they wait, do they take more matchups or not? So I think, you know, we can all get mad at each other, but it's still speculating that he'll even make a return. You know, we don't That's even know right. if he's still in the pool. And, and also, and you're absolutely right, Megan. And, but Connor is the one guy that even on the way to a belt, most of those guys would make a left turn for that fight with him and then come back to the belt. I just, I just think it's such a big fight financially for most guys um, that they, he's the one guy I think people would be willing, unless their next fight was for the belt. But I think most guys are willing to take a chance and fight him, and maybe especially at this point in his career where he has not been that active. Um, but I, I just, as a fan, that's the fight that I've wanted to see for a long time. And I, when, when, when he beat Poirier, uh, I was like, holy shit, this fight could actually happen. Will it happen? Who knows? He may never come back and fight again. I wouldn't if I had proper 12 money. What the fuck's he doing? He's crazy. She just retired. That's what I would do. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Listen, guys, first of all, uh, Billy Q has got a, got a gas tank right out of him and Marab. They should go on a, a jog together. Uh, <laughs> days. Uh, let me tell you something. Billy Q, yeah. you know, you, he, he weathers whatever you throw at him in that first round. You know you got that second and third round at that same pace, if not even a stronger pace. He, that third round, he's got that. He, he's, he's on all cylinders. And that's what happened with him and Damon Jackson. He had to weather some some funky positions, and uh, and then he came on strong. He's always entertaining that Billy. Yes. He really is. There's nothing better to me than a guy, like if you saw Diaz, uh, the fight with Jake Paul, I love that Nate wanted it to be 10 rounds instead of eight because he's one of those guys, like he did against Leon Edwards, one of those guys that as the fight goes, the cardio is just never going to end. And they know that they're more dangerous in the last round, the last two rounds, the last three rounds. Uh, and that's such a skill to have. That's a, that's a gift even uh, as much as it is a skill, the ability to keep that going through the later rounds. Uh, most guys certainly don't have that. Uh, speaking of, no, I'm not saying speaking, it doesn't have that. Sure. Some guys that are very strong and explosive, like Jer uh, Jeremiah Wells, and he's awesome. And you know I love my jujitsu, Jimmy. Yes, you I do. Was the, I was already in the mat two hours <laughs> Uh he was he was throwing out an onslaught of uh, with Colston Harris, and Colston Harris ended up getting uh, I believe an anaconda choke on him. Is that right? Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Oh man, that was something else. Because I mean, he he needed to get a some a finish in that last round, and uh, he wrapped him up from standing. And I've and it's not the first time he's gotten this. So you think that that Jeremiah might have been a little bit more. Uh, you know, had his had his guard up a little bit more with it. But what happens is, you know, you you know, that, again, the grappling, the wrestling, that's the, the that explosiveness that does take a toll. So even if you just a, a step or two behind who you were in the first round, 
that's all you need for somebody to lock you up, you know? So, uh, Colston, you gotta, I mean, that was something else. That was a nice comfort behind those comfort behind wins. That's really what this sports is. That's when you're really just like, Oh, you know, I don't know. I like, I like surprises. Yeah. Except for breakfast. Sorry. Oh, always nice. I have a question before I forget too. I'm sure you, you, how didn't font have, wasn't there one shot where he was trying to put a guillotine on, uh, San Hagen was that early in the fight that he was trying to he had him in one uh and I just don't know how close it was so I wanted to ask you how close you thought it was shit man I'd have to see it again to be honest with you it kind of blends okay. into a lot of takedowns to me do you remember Megan uh no I I I don't actually all right I thought That's he had a curveball Norton I don't I just thought of it and I figured yeah. let me ask my 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 hey. fifth degree black belt in jujitsu uh person you're damn right. Sorry I missed it. But this is what I want to ask when we got Megan on the phone. Yes. Megan, what yes. are you and Joe or you, what are we watching? What are we streaming? What are we listening to? Movies, TV shows, talk shows? Go. Okay, Megan. it's a great question. We we are catching up. We are very behind the times, but we only have four episodes left until we're caught up. But we're watching Yellowstone. And oh, we love it so much. <laughs> you do like it. I love Yellowstone. Love Yellowstone. Yeah. Every time we're gonna watch an episode, you're we're like, hey, do you wanna watch Rip? Because we love Rip so much. Um Yellowstone is a tremendous show. And I'm really sad because some of the actors have come to our fights and I didn't watch the show before and now I'm like, how did I miss that opportunity to say hello to Rip? You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. Oh, I gotta meet him. <laughs> oh, Rip Rip goes to the fights? Rip. Yeah, he on, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a fight fan. Oh. He's a listen. He's a this this character's a badass. What a cowboy! Oh, yeah. you know what I don't like? What are you? What season are you on? Uh, we're on we're on the last season, season five. Okay. I think I have four episodes. You see when he? I, I'm, I I don't want you to give nothing away, but I'm not. And I like Rip, but you see when he's not being nice to a certain guy that's always been good to him. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I it's mean, upsetting me. It's upsetting me and my wife. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, I love Lloyd like Rip, also. And there's a guy, I believe Lloyd, it's Lloyd, right? Yeah, Lloyd. Yeah. How do you not like Lloyd? Look, I don't know where it's I going. Love him so much. But I hope I hope something happens where it makes me happy. But don't give that, you know, you know what's, what's bad? My wife brought up to my mother-in-law and she's like, oh, did you get to the part when this and that got married? My wife's like, no, stop. She's like, oh, it must <laughs> oh, what about? She's like, you, you're making it worse. Anyway. So no spoilers, but I love that show. And when you have time, Megan, I recommend yes. all the Yellowstones. I watched both. That's the other what I've heard. I watched the eight, the the one in the way back eighteen eighty three, and then and then I watched which one was before nineteen twenty three. Yes, I watched them both. So good. Yes, they're, they're all yes. good. And I heard that they're making also a new spinoff. It's going to be. Like four sixes, the ranch that Jimmy went. Uh, well, I'm just ruining oh, things, but the the well, ranch. I, I see that. I know they threw him out yeah. there to a cowboy. Oh, yeah, and he sure did. Yeah. You know what's cool? Uh, I know it's not cool though. I I know they do certain things. I know they do certain stuff with just the Midwestern people that are into like watching. I love the show, but I don't give a shit about the the, the riding the horse. So yeah. there's certain parts in these shows. <laughs> That you know, they're like, oh boy, this must be a guest appearance by fucking good old boy, fucking what's his name? So they get <laughs> some guy, you know, he's doing some lines that, and I got some act. So he say he spit out some lines that you know he practiced all day, but you're like, okay, that's not the real actor. And then he gets on the horse and he's doing something. It's like, okay. Anyway, I think they do that. For yeah, like, you can tell that they're the horse guys. They're probably really famous in like the equestrian or cowboy oh, rodeo world. You know these hillbillies are like, oh shit, man, that's fun. You know they get get all excited, they're spitting out their chew. I don't know, but <laughs> I I can't get enough of those Yellowstone shows, Jimmy. I've never seen. I saw the pilot; it was okay. I liked it, but I just one of those things that you just you get away from it, and you never get caught up again. Um, and by the way, before we, I don't I don't want to forget to promote Megan's uh, 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 what she's doing either, because we would be complete asses. Um, if we didn't, it, it, isn't Terrence McKinney on, um, what was it called becoming a fighter? Uh, is Terrence on yes. this episode? Terrence's episode just dropped, uh, today, Monday morning and Tatiana Suarez's episode was released last week. And the two of them have just incredible stories. It was really a privilege to be able to sit down with both of them. I mean, 
I'll just tell you briefly, obviously, if you don't know, Tatiana Suarez um, was basically on her way to the Olympic team for the United States. And she was diagnosed um, at a very young age with thyroid cancer. That's right. And um, the things that she went through, I mean, number one, she was told she had cancer alone in the, in the doctor's office. She wasn't with anyone. And then she, uh, she tells the story about how, you know, she got radiation and the choice she made to cover the walls with this special film so that the radiation didn't get through to the rest of the house to anyone else who's there. And, and while she's locked away in the room, this dark room, she's working out, trying to sweat out the radiation because in her mind, she still had to make weight for upcoming wrestling tournaments. Um, and it's really tremendous to just hear her story of fortitude from you know, defeating cancer and all these terrible injuries that she's gone through and just really never lost motivation. But also, as we saw on Saturday, hasn't lost a step. I mean, defeating a former champion in Jessica Andrade and not just beating her, but yeah. finishing her, even like when her shots weren't perfect, she still made something out of it, you know? And so I think that's kind of like who Tatiana is as a person. And so if you haven't heard her story or if you know a little bit about it, I mean, to, to be able to hear it in her own words and from her own perspective. I cried multiple times during the interview um, because it's just, it's so powerful. And then Terrence McKinney also has like a really harrowing story where he essentially died twice um, due to a combination of drugs, alcohol, and being chased by police because of his behavior. And, you know, his mom is a part of this podcast, which we haven't done before. And Katara, her name is, and she is just absolutely probably the best fighter in their family and to hear what her life was like growing up and then how Terrence came into the world and how she has completely shaped, you know, both of their lives. It, it is, it's a tremendous story and it has so much more than just the incident that we know about with Terrence McKinney. And so um, it's a real privilege to be able to sit down with these athletes and let the world hear their stories from their own perspectives and not a retelling of it. I'm just there to try and, ask some follow-up questions to make sure that everyone who listens gets to hear the things that they have endured and how they've stayed positive and how, you know, all of that led to them becoming a fighter. It, it really is amazing to me. Like when you, when you see a person who handles cancer so well, like, I, I mean, like, you know, Pee Wee Herman just died of it. Uh, Norm Macdonald, Chadwick Boseman, and these, they never announced that they had it. And I'm amazed by people's strength when they do that, like I'm such a pussy. I, it's literally all you'd hear about if I had it. It's, it's the first thing I'd say. It's the last thing I'd say. These guys that just fight it and just do what they have to do. Uh, and someone like her training through it. It, it really is. Uh, it's amazing to me that there are people like that who exist. Oh, it's, it's a humbling perspective too. You know, you think of things that might be wrong in your life that you complain about. And then you hear someone like Tatiana give her story because not only was she diagnosed with cancer, but she also had like a pretty horrific neck injury. And so she has both of these things at the same time where her whole life, she thought she was going to wrestle on the Olympic team, even before they had women's wrestling in the Olympics, it was still a goal. And then all of a sudden, not just one goal, but her then life is also in danger. Um, you know, these things get taken away and, and to hear just where her mindset was then. And she continues, I mean, she still goes every few months for these checkups to ensure that things haven't come back. Yeah. And that in itself is terrifying, but to be a professional athlete competing at the highest level and doing all these things while always having that in the back of your mind. I mean, for most people that would be impossible, but for her, it's just, she just pushes forward. It's, it's really inspiring. Megan, do you know how old she was when she started wrestling? Cause we had her on here. I forgot. You remember? I think she was about four years old. She wrestled um, at a really young age. Her brothers wrestled. And again, there, there wasn't really girls wrestling. And she tells a story about how she kept telling everyone she was going to wrestle in the Olympics. And that was before there was the opportunity for women to wrestle in the Olympics. And she just never considered that it wouldn't be a possibility for her. And I, I think there are still parts of her and parts of the people around her that talk about that goal still, which I find really intriguing and really interesting. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, she's just always done it. She had a really supportive family. Her mom was like, Hey, if this is what you're going to do, you're going to be the best at it. I mean, she even missed her prom and stuff to go to all these different worldwide wrestling tournaments because she was so talented and so dedicated, which I mean, you're not often seeing with a high school girl. She looked 
absolutely before you came on we talked about her she looked absolutely awesome the like the other night and uh, versus jessica andrage and just when she like you said to make the most of it she just has to get a hold of that leg it reminds me almost like a like, like habib like she just gets a hold it yeah. might look like a failed shot and then it's just you know she's and that girl's not an easy girl to get down andrage and she's mm-hmm. short, but then shorter. I know, as a short grappler, it's e- it's easier to get up to your feet. You need to just make a little bit of space. Man, was she impressive down there? She's smashing, and that's great that she got her black belt too. I love her ground game. Her stand up looked awesome. She was out striking uh, Jessica Andrade. So I don't know, man. I I just think it's a what. I'm sorry, not to get all over the place. What weight is is Erin Branch? Um, Blanchfield is 125. Okay, all right. There are different weights now because yeah. that's a. A grapple is delight right there. And I also want to add, listening to these, the, your podcast, uh, I might get emotional because I'm getting very emotional as I get older. But I guarantee my friend Jimmy will not cry. He has a little <laughs> a little. That's black. not true, Megan. Jimmy, I get very – I cry huh? twice a week at 2 p.m. Eastern time. I cry <laughs> <laughs> Megan, he's mean. He's mean to me, Megan. All right. Well, Megan, I'm the Taylor Swift is his favorite. Yeah, that's right. It certainly is. <laughs> Megan, thank you for coming on. I can't believe we went over an hour. We didn't. We weren't sure if we'd have you for more than five minutes. Uh, and even with no internet, you came through. So thank you for doing that. And everybody, you, check buddy. out. Uh, be, it's called Becoming a Fighter. I I, I don't want to uh, mess up the name of it, but. Uh, Terrence McKinney, and then check out Tatiana Suarez. Both really fascinating, uh, interesting uh, fighters. And uh, give Joe our best. We always love having you on. I will. Thank you guys so much. You're the best. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, Thank Megan. You Thank you so much. Bye. Yeah, she's great. Um, and before we go, Matt, I got there was a one moment. I just you ever just remember something and you start yeah. laughing? What happened? I, I was. And by the way. I want you to finish that, but dude, your name's not Kamori Daddy. I just noticed that. <laughs> yeah, I saw that during it when Megan was on, and she's telling a horrible story about cancer, and I'm starting to smile because you're being a, you, you really. That's, that's that's been there the whole time. You saw Kamori Daddy. <laughs> go ahead. Um. Oh, yeah. We just said Megan. I thought I want to. Uh, I was remembering something funny. For, I, I read it somewhere that a guy went to prison, and he said prisoners can be such pricks that. Um, there was like a mystery, like a whodunit, and whoever had read the book before him had every time the person who winds up doing it, every time their name is mentioned, he circled their name in the book. So you, it's like a whodunit, but the, you see the same guy's name getting circled through the whole book. So you just know that he's the guy who does it. Do you understand? That's is that. Is that a legit thing? Yes, I read that some like some prisoner's book I read, and he said that like some other prisoner did that in the prison library. I was just like, "That's mean, though." What a dick move! It just made me laugh. Circling the guy's name every every time he's that's so you know that he did it. There's no mystery; it's ruined. (laughs) Jimmy, that sounds like something you would do. That's like an evil little trick. Hey, Wednesday night. Come see me at the Fat Black Pussycat every Wednesday for the rest of the uh, summer. And also, buddy, tonight I'm on Kill Tony. Go to Kill Tony's YouTube. It was a really fun episode. And this uh, Saturday, I'm coming out to Albuquerque um, to do the Chemo Theater. First time in Albuquerque in years. So come see me. Jimmy. Yes, buddy. Shut up, Natalie. All right. The best. That's a great thing. Girlfriends, you want uh, listen, Natalie, come on. You can do better than that. Yeah. Right, listen to me. I will, t- Jimmy. I had so much fun today. Me too. Oh, by the way, normally this times I do cameos, right? Because I'm on cameo, yes. and this looking all these like messages and stuff. So I did one where you know a lot of times I do them like, hey, listen, you're a jujitsu guy. If you're in town, you bring up this message, you get a free class. Somebody finally brought me. They they uh they um they cashed that in. They came in this other kid from North Carolina. You look on my Instagram. Uh, I put him on there. So he came in. And then he's leaving. He's like, oh, by the way, you mentioned the T-shirt, too. So that kid got a fucking – that guy got his cameo worth because he got a T-shirt, a free lesson. And Dana know. White's Contender Series returns. Oh, yeah, hold from- on. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you sorry. can plug that in a second. 
I'm telling you stories. I'm having. Oh, I thought feelings. you were done. Sorry, yeah, man. Son of a bitch, Jimmy. I don't. No, no, no. He just popped it up, so I thought you were finished, and I was just telling you. I thought you were done. I'm fucking done. No, no, finish. I'm sorry. Right, no, no, I'm done. Tell, tell me about Dana White, the contender series. That's all. It premieres tomorrow. Oh, that's fun. That's all right, Jimmy. I yes. had a blast. Me too. I, it's almost like I can only. I can't wait for the for Wednesday to come. I know. I know. It'll be here soon enough. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your day, brother. I'll see you in 47 hours. Bye, buddy. Goodbye, everyone. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.